what's up you guys welcome back to menu tv reviews i am your host mon today we will be discussing raising canaan season two episode eight titled a house is not a home oh this episode was really good y'all usually episodes seven and eight are, are pretty fire when it comes to the power universe so i hope everybody is having a wonderful day so without further ado let's go ahead and get into it so the episode opens up with the racist one. He's struggling to get to the hospital, but he actually manages to make it through the front door. And as soon as he makes it through the front door, the only thing that he manages to say is, I'm dying. And then he collapses and the medical staff swarms around him, but it's not clear whether or not he's going to make it just yet. Probably not, though. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so... Over to Rock. Rock has gotten wind of Predator Mommy making Kanan her latest victim. And she goes to actually go pay her visit. And so she comes banging on the door, right? Like she's supposed to. And Famous peeps around the corner and catches the whole scene. So Predator Mommy tries to deny having any type of dealings with Kanan, honey. But Rock lets her know that Corinne paid her a visit, all right? And so she is up in the know about everything. And so she tries to deny anything happened, but... Honey, Rock pull that piece out. She ain't got time to be playing playing all these games with you. You better quit lying. That's her son. And so, like I said, she pull out the piece and she get real quiet, real quick. And Rock tells her that she didn't heard about her around the block. And she knows the young boys are her jam. And she tells her that Kanan is going to be her last one. All right? He wasn't your first, but he definitely going to be your last. Let me find out about it. And so... If she got to come back around now, it ain't going to be no more talking. It's going to be straight action. And this is her first and only warning. And so Predator Mommy seems to get the message and Rock passes famous on her way out and tells him, boy, take your butt to school. <laughs> she got back in the mama mode real quick, didn't she? <laughs> so Marvin is mean with Unique and need to tell him about what happened to Marco. And so he's just like, you know, people been saying that they think it's a smash grab but you and i we know better than that and so you need tells marvin that he don't really need to be concerned about marco who he needs to be concerned about is the racist one because he as long as he alive he's a liability and so marvin try to play it off like he ain't nervous and he says that he you know he probably laid up somewhere dead all right and so he tries to light the cigarette y'all to calm his nerves but it ain't sparking <laughs> just like this lie you're trying to tell yourself and so need tell him that until the body pop up they know that it's a chance that he can still rat him out so marvin already know what he got to do he got to go hunt that man down and make sure he stay quiet for good meanwhile Kanan is sitting at the bus stop when a car passes him right and then the car actually doubles back around like they finna you know do a little drive by some and so they pull up like they finna air him out but it actually turns out to be scrap's mom Kanan was just like, oh, shoot, you know, it's just you. And so then he apologizes to her about what happened to Scrap. And then she tells him that she actually wants him to talk to Rock about Scrap's apparent suicide because she believes that something else happened to her son. And she know that Rock does too. And so he was like, yeah, you know, it's a shame about what happened to him. And she's like, look, I ain't got time for all that, all right? She pissed because she believed that Rock should be doing more to find whoever, you know, put Scrap six feet under and she tell him hey you better tell your mama that if she don't do something soon i will 
What that mean, y'all? Y'all think she know that Rock was behind that whole head? She gon' she gonna mm. <sighs> She might have to go too, y'all. We'll see. Real quick, Laverne goes to her mother. And she walks into what looks like can be an ambush about some holier-than-thou shit. But put that on pause for a quick second. Back over to Lulu. So Lulu and Ziza roll up on the DJ that Crown had connections with. And he's in the parking lot because he got a, he got a meeting to go to at work. And so they want to know when he going to start playing her song. And he basically says some bullshit about wetting their appetite before serving the meal. But... Honey, she ain't got no other songs, and she ain't got no other collabs with anybody else, so how you gonna do that with her? So, the DJ asks where Crown is, and Lulu tells him that he's on vacation. And so, he claims he only asked because Crown knows how the game go. You know, you gotta sleep with a couple of people to get some tracks played. Well, back then, you had to. Um, or money. But, I mean, they, they probably paid him off pretty good. I, anyway. So that's how the game go. And so he was like real greasy like and was just like, hey, she can come upstairs with me and she can give me some incentive for, you know, playing her track. But Lulu like, he ain't here for all that shit. And so he stick a gun in his mouth and tell him, hey, you better keep her song on the loop. You feel me? Or that's going to be the last thing you you um <laughs> you be trying to do. All right, and so he was like, I understand, I understand. I'm so sorry. I'm going to make it work. So we're we going to hear Ziza's uh, song soon on the radio. So back over to Laverne. So Laverne is with Kenya. Like I said, um, before we put it on pause, she rolled up into her house, and she got ambushed with all these church folks. And so she's telling her that all these people are here because they care for her, and they want to help her be the person that she wants to be. And she like, I already know who I am and who I want to be, but then Kenya got the nerve to say, but you're not the person that God wants you to be. Really? You know me for all of two seconds, and you think you got me figured out already? Oh, okay. I see how this gonna go. This ain't gonna last long. Like, I feel so bad for Juke. She got it rough both ways, but who is she to just come back in and think that she can try to change her after all of these years? Like, you done made it this far without her. And then, like I said, you come in for two seconds and you think you finna get Mommy of the Year award and you finna try to change my whole life. That's not how it's gonna work. So Rock is with Cartier and he's on the phone with Traymon, who's apparently telling him that one of his guys done got jammed up, right? So Cartier tells him that the guy who got jammed up is actually some guy named Abraham. And so Cartier is like, look, I know he jammed up, but think of... Think of the, all the silver linings in this, all right? Abraham's actually going to be able to have time to consider his his situation. This is a time to reflect and give him a chance to have some quiet time so he can, you know, come up with some game plans on his next moves. <sighs> that, that Cartier, he is a whole mess out here. Like, <laughs> he's so full of it. And so he was like, you know, yeah, we've been playing it real close to the sun anyway. And so he go on to tell him about the uh, the Icarus uh, guy who, you know, that whole Greek mythology story, how about the boy uh, flew too close to the sun and then the wings missed and then he, he died or something like he fell and he died. And so as Cartier lets him in on what's, uh, lets Rock know what's going on, honey, we already know that Rock is scheming on how she can help improve her chances for recruitment, okay? 
she she already making her thinking about her next move on the chessboard. So we we just watching him slowly let his guard down, and he is definitely underestimating Rock. She gonna end up taking all of his men before this whole game that she playing with him is over. So back to Laverne. King got the whole congregation coming down on that poor girl. And so the pastor is saying that she got demons in her. And y'all, I just feel so bad for her. Because then they roll this TV out into the room, right? And start playing this video. That's basically like 80s porn. And they put emphasis on like the people in the video being married. And they showed the, you know, the bands and all of that. And then it skips to two women being intimate. And then someone like the, the pastor pop her hand. Like she a fucking kid. And y'all, she's so trauma. Like, I just, I feel so bad for her. Ooh, I feel so awful for her. She's obviously super traumatized. And the only thing that Kenya sees wrong with this is the fact that he hit her. That's the only thing that she sees wrong with this whole situation. Like, I'm so pissed at her. And so the pastor's preaching about eternal damnation. And Juke is just like letting the tears flow. She's doing the silent cry, y'all. You know she you know you gotta be pissed when you do the silent cry. You can't say nothing else. All you can do is let the tears flow. And so he keeps hitting her again and again and again and again, demanding that she repent for her feelings. And like I said, all Ju can do at this point is look at Kenya as she watches this BS continue. It's no wonder Ju turned out like she did. Like she, Marvin wasn't the best, but Kenya ain't shit. Like I, whatever. Anyway, I'm gonna get up off of her because it's making me mad. So Marvin is on the phone checking around to see if the racist one has popped up at any of the hospitals in the area. And y'all, he ain't having no luck. He's gonna have to definitely figure out another game plan if he wants to find this guy. Meanwhile, Detective Daddy meets with the captain about overly ambitious checking in on his past because, y'all, he ain't feeling that shit. Don't be looking into my stuff, all right? Worry about your own self. And so Captain tells him that he'll look into her, but he don't know why she's trying to dip into his shit because she got enough mess of her own to deal with and goes on to tell him about her looking into Nicole's death to the point where her dad done start making noise about her possibly being the one that slipped Nicole to bad drugs. Uh-oh. Okay, we we gonna see what happens with that. Meanwhile, Kanan goes to check on Famous because he just been out here committing treason. Like he ain't been to school in two weeks. That that can't lock your parents up for that shit. Like they can't go bang on his mom's door. Like I know he stays somewhere else, but don't they usually get a parents a call or something like that? I don't know, y'all. And so he was just like, yeah, I'll catch up eventually. And then he asked Kanan if he's seen Crown because some guys came by looking for him saying that he owed some money for the studio. I'm assuming he's going to be the Jamaicans. But Kanan, uh, but let me tell you about your mama. That's what he say. <laughs> she rolled up in here this morning, waking me up. And then he tells him what happened between her and Predator Mommy. And so Kanan being the young impressionable guy that he is he tries to go talk to predator mommy and she tells him that she can't mess with him no more because he just got way too much baggage that comes with who he is and closes the door on him the fuck ma'am like he's a whole kid out here 
and you knew who he was before you even tried to put your hands on him and you you told him that like what you anyway and so he tries to bang on the door and plead his case honey but she's not gone and so he goes back to Famous's house and finds him reading the contents of what was in the envelope that Detective Daddy gave him. And Kane is like, hey, man, you going through my stuff now? Like, what, what, what's that about? And so um, Famous just, oh, man, I thought this was homework. Really? Do, do, do we got question marks at the end of it? You got one through ten on there? Like, you got english written at the top math whatever <laughs> it don't even make sense and so famous goes on to question him about the letter like ain't defcon your daddy and why these other initials say mh them ain't defcon initials <laughs> so we gonna find out how Kanan gonna handle this situation but he get jammed up real quick so over to unique Unique is going to Marco's funeral, and before they go in, you know, he offers Buscelli his condolences, and Buscelli basically tells him, like, yo, Unique, I need to figure out, like, Marco's last day. I need to figure out who he was with. I just, I need to get that type of closure. I need some peace of mind so I can figure out what happened to my son. And he was like, yeah, I heard that somebody was riding shotgun with him. And so whoever that person is, I just want to have a deep conversation with him. That's all. I don't need no trouble. I just I just want to figure out who it is and talk to him. So we're going to see if Unique rap Marvin out, give him up. And so over to Lulu and Ziza, they're at the studio. And y'all, she just, she's just the thought of the century. All she want to do is screw this man. But he ain't in the mood for all that. He got a headache. He got a lot on his mind right now. He he ain't mentally there, okay? <laughs> it's 50% mental, 50% physical. And he only halfway there. So you can't get the other 50 right now. And so she brags about how so many dudes would love to get with her. Just out here doing all this whole talk stuff. And so he was like, all right, I ain't most dudes though. You can go out there and screw whoever you want, but they ain't got what I got. And as soon as he tells her that, her song come on the radio. So that that instantly changes the whole mood, honey. I guess that was the aspirin that he needed because as soon as the song come on, they start getting it on. So the cap calls overly ambitious into his office and confronts her about her investigation into Detective Daddy. And she was like, how you know I'm doing all this? And he was like, look, Trick, I got eyes everywhere. All right, and I'm only going to tell you once and once only. Keep your nose out of other people's business because the boss has got a close eye on you. You walk in a thin line, sister, so you better get your ish together. And so she was like, all right, whatever. She leave out, and she got some serious thinking to do because she knows she's on the right track, but I don't think she intend to stop. I don't think she's going to heed them type of warnings. So either she's going to end up losing her job behind this or she's going to get knocked off. That's it. So over to Rock. We see Rock in the car. She's waiting on Kanan and she's on the phone because she's trying to spring Cartier's boy, Abraham. I told y'all she was in <laughs> recruit season. And so she shows Kanan a new house and she's super excited that it's theirs. And he tells her that he good where he at on the south side. Like this is cute. 
but I'm cool where I'm at. And so then he got the nerve to ask her why she confronted Predator Mommy. Like the nerve of him. What 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 else was she supposed to do, Kanan? I don't understand. And so she basically asked him the same question that I just did. And he replies that she could have just came and talked to him like a man. But for what? My G, you still a child. Stay in the child's place. And she was like, you a kid. I don't need to talk to you when it comes to them type of decisions like that. And so she lets him know uh, about Predator, Predator Mommy's track record with little boys. And he tells her that he wanted all of that to go down, all right? You know, I wanted to pick up what she was putting out. It it was all it was all good. Like I consented, but you still a child, Kanan. You can't really consent to that type of stuff, especially with a grown person. And um she's like, Yeah, you say that now, but it may be a different story later on. And he asked her, How you gonna tell me how I'm feeling? Y'all, he's smelling himself right now. <laughs> he's smelling himself real tough right now. But I think he's hinting at like when she was messing with daddy detective and so then he tells her about his run-in with scraps mom and she tried to play it off like you know she just in denial about what happened and he like yeah all right i'm gonna go to famous's house for a while to clear my head and she was like oh what and he was like you y'all that should have warranted a backhand right there but I, she wasn't close enough but I definitely would have gave that fool a backhand. Like, I would have chased him around the kitchen island or something. I would have did something. You would have saw some type of movement on my end. Because you ain't going to talk to me like that without no type of consequence. And so, she was just like, look. What's the real issue? Because when I brought you back in the game, I told you that it wasn't going to be no more secrets. And so, he was like, oh, you said no more secrets, right? And she was like, yeah, I said no more secrets. You heard what I said? Ain't no echo up in this house. <laughs> and so then she was like, whatever you got to say, say it now, speak your piece. And he just tells her the house is nice and he leaves. So y'all know it's gonna be some built up tension. He gonna eventually confront her about Detective Daddy. It's just a matter of when. So over at the bar, Buscelli and the family are toasting to Marco when regular Tony comes in and lets them know that Dominic, the racist one, that's his real name, y'all, this is government, was the one that was actually riding shotgun with Marco. So we know that Buscelli's next place of stop is the hospital. And so meanwhile, Marvin goes over to Rock's house and he sees Juke in the back burning some clothes that Kenya had gave her. Right, she no longer has the long, pretty locks, the luscious curls. Those are no more. All right, She done put them back up into the braids. All right, straight to the back. And so maybe Marvin was right. Maybe he was right out along about Kenya. Just being, being out for self. So Kanan goes back to Famous's house, but he ain't answering. So what he finna do now? We gonna find out where he go. So, back to Buscelli. Buscelli uh, goes to go pay the racist one a visit to get some answers, right? And so, he tells him that he didn't know that Buscelli wasn't in the know about the job until he actually met with Marco that night and tells him that it was supposed to be this hit on the girl that was ordered. And he says, like, all of these racial slurs because they want to know who ordered the hit. But he basically points the finger at Marvin. And so, um, the racist one offers his condolences again and tells him that 
when he's back to 100%, he wants to come straight back to work. And Baselli is just like, yeah, let's just see what happens, all right? Let's just wait until you get better, and then we'll sort out the rest from there. We know, we know that his funeral will be soon to follow, okay? Because we already know what's going to happen next. So Baselli is pissed. And as soon as they walk out of the hospital room, he orders the hit before they even get on the elevator for Dominic, all right? And tells his crew to set up a meeting with Marvin or um with Rock. Damn, Marvin, like, y'all, I don't think Marvin's going to make it to the next season. Damn. And so... Over to Kanan real quick. Kanan goes to visit Detective Daddy because he's looking for a place to crash for the night since Famous didn't answer the door. Meanwhile, over to, uh, back to uh, Dominic Nim, regular Tony and the other two henchmen came back to finish off the racist one. So we can go ahead and, and wipe him off the board, honey. The racist one is gone. Over to Rock. Rock is doing her walkthrough at the house um you know that parents do at night just to make sure everything in the house is straight before they lay down right and so she passes Kanan's room and just stands there for a minute child and i'm sure she's got a flurry of thoughts running through her head but i just wonder if she's got any regrets about doing some of the stuff you know that that she's done like letting him in the game and bringing him back into the game when he got out like it's i just wonder if she's got any regrets so over to Juke. Juke is with Marvin, and um, they go to confront Kenya. And so they catch her walking outside of her house or whatever. And she tells Marvin that she knows Juke is a sinner because he was like, why you why you pull that shit? You know, why why you try to ambush her like that? And she was like, Juke is a sinner. But ain't that the pot calling the kettle black? Because, bitch, look at you. Like, you abandoned your whole child. Like, get that out of here and so he goes in on her about abandoning juke to go chase after some player ninja and she slaps the dog piss out of him y'all so juke come to check on him because she watching the whole thing go down in the car right and so kenya goes through her spill about wanting her to go to heaven this that and the third like she just needs to repent for her sins and juke lets her know she ain't ashamed of who she is and she tells her that she don't need her and she never have needed her and then they walk back to the car. Meanwhile, Kenya, Juke! Oh, she don't call her Juke. Laverne! Laverne! I love you! Good for you, Juke, putting that half in her place. She deserve all of that. So it's the next morning, and Detective Daddy tells Kanan that he was so surprised to see him pop up, you know, on his doorstep last night. And he tells him, you know, he Kanan just like, I ain't got, I ain't had nowhere else to go. <laughs> so you was the last resort but thank you for letting me crash on your couch like i appreciate it and so then kanan asked him if there's a back door that he can sneak out of and so he was like yeah it's, it's back up. if you need me if you need me for anything else i'm here all right i'm here don't forget about me daddy detective don't forget me and so it was like all right all right whatever and, so, <laughs> and he leaves Ain't no need to ruin anybody's reputation on the first night. So he sneak out the back door. So meanwhile, Rock is at the grocery store when y'all overly ambitious come around that corner and try to step to her. And then she started mentioning a daddy detective and his past and her being his former CI. Like she done figured the whole thing out. And so she she just gave her her whole theory right there in the store. 
And Rock is just like, hey, I ain't got time for this foolishness today. The only thing that I plan on doing in this grocery store is buying some damn oranges and apples and stuff. Get out my face. Go kick bricks with no shoes on. And so that's the end of that. She gonna have to get handled real soon. So we see Marvin and he's trying to talk to Juke about reconciling. And um, she tells him, you know, that they still got a really long road to recover, right? Just because you went to go confront my mama about what she did, that don't mean that we we back at a honey. We we back at in the clear. And so he was like, yeah, I get that. I understand. And I'm just glad that you called me dad when all of that stuff was going down. So maybe there is a glimmer of hope. But y'all, I don't think Juke is going to get the chance to fully like mend their relationship because the Italians are hot on Marvin's trail. And I just I just don't think that they're going to have the, the chance to, to get back to 100 before something happens to him. So Kanan is packing a bag to go to Famous's house when Juke comes in. And so he starts talking about how he can't trust Rock anymore. He don't know what, you know, whenever she says something, whether it's the truth or a lie. And he just can't live like that no more. Not knowing what that relationship means, like where they stand. He don't know how to, to function like that. And so he keep going on about how all this stuff is messed up. Um, but she convinces herself that it's all okay just because she tell him that she love him, you know. And she believes that what she's doing is in his best interest, but it's actually having the opposite effect on him and how he's feeling. And so Juke tells him, you know, Rock does love you, all right? But if you really feel that way and you you absolutely have to go, you need to pack some extra drawers because you don't even know how to do laundry. <laughs> oh. Kanan trying to make these grown man decisions, honey, in, in a child's brain. I just, I don't understand, y'all. He just, he making too many moves to be be a kid. He he was forced to grow up and try to play this grown man role. And he, he ain't nowhere near ready yet. So over to Unique. Unique ends up meeting with Rock and the crew about Baselli wanting to meet with her. And she was like, for what? What I do now? And Nick is like, ask that dude over there, pointing to Marvin. <laughs> and Marvin, when he say that, Marvin almost choke on his drink, y'all. <laughs> and so they're looking at him like, fool, what you done did now? You always getting us into some shit. And so he was just like, he tell Rock what happened to Tony and how it relates to Marco. And Nick tells her that that was Buscelli's son. And so she was just like, nope, nope. I already got too much shit going on. I didn't need to hear this. This was not the day for all this shit come down on me. So now she gonna have to figure out how to fix this situation too. Meanwhile, real quick, Kanan is looking at the letter and he realizes something. But hold on to that thought. So back to Rock. So Rock meets with Buscelli and they're having a little small talk. All right, initially they meet at some type of bowling alley or something like that. I'm assuming maybe he owns the bowling alley. I don't know. But either way. They have a little small chit-chat, and then they get down to business. And so he tells her, hey, I know your brother was the one that put out the hit for my son to go exterminate somebody. But since he got killed in, in, in the middle of all of that, as collateral, Marvin's got to go. He ain't going to act like Mark, Marco wasn't just 
the fuck up out here in these streets, he ain't gonna deny that. All right, he know that Marco was doing some some crazy stuff out here in these streets, but somebody's got to answer for his death. All right, he's got to go because that's the only way to balance out the scales. Instead of him going to go knock Canaan off, we gonna take Marvin. And so Rock, I thought she was gonna be like, all right, cool, bet we can make that work. She actually stood up for Marvin, y'all. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad, y'all. <laughs> Maybe there is a chance that he gonna make it out of the season. And so she was like, look, that ain't happening. Because Marvin ain't the one that killed him. She, he didn't pull a trigger on him. He told him to go do a job, and he got caught up in the job, and he lost his life. That's that's a hazard of, of the occupation. <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with Marvin. And so she was like, I'm sorry for your loss, but we don't owe you shit. And so he tells her, you know, that she ain't got to be so rude because he did just lose his son. Like, don't be a bitch about it. And runs all the bravado stuff about her, you know, putting on this tough act because she's a woman in a man's world. <laughs> and when I tell y'all Rock got that man together so quick, ooh, it's a... Rock make a lot of crazy decisions, but when I tell y'all she know who she is and she know what she want, she got him together. She was like, nope. I'm flexing on you hoes so much because that's just who the fuck I am. Like, I know who I am. And it ain't because I got a dick. <laughs> or you got a dick. <laughs> it's not because he a man. That's It's just because that's who she is. And so she was like, but sympathies to your family. So sorry for your loss. And then she walk off. And so as she walks off, he was like, yeah, I'm sorry too. And as soon as he says that the bartender behind the bar goes to go pick up the phone to order the hit, I assume. So over to the police. The police are investigating a body that done washed up ashore. And it turns out to be Crown's body. <sighs> and so they go to look for ID. And the only ID, y'all, that survived being in the water that long was the ID from the daggone studio. Lulu is screwed, y'all. He, he can't win for losing. You got to get the Jamaicans off your back. Now you're going to have to worry about all these questions coming from the law. It's, it's too much. So, back over to Marvin. So, we see Marvin and he's trying to go catch up with the therapist. All right, a session just let out. And he asked her, can they go talk somewhere so she can give him some type of advice about how to proceed with Juke and how to, you know, get things back on track with her. And so they're walking and she tells him, you know, that she's really proud of him and that he deserves all of the good things that life has to offer him. And just when they're finna get ready to get into a little bit of a deeper conversation, somebody yells out his name, y'all. They both turn around to look and regular Tony lets off shots. And that's how the episode ends. Oh. <sighs> Y'all, I'm so nervous for Marvin. I really hope he make it to the end of the season. <laughs> this was a really good episode. And I know I'm behind a couple of weeks, but I haven't looked at any of the spoilers because I usually watch reviews and stuff on these episodes. But I haven't looked at any, so I'm just curious as to how this is going to go with him. I'm so nervous for him. But that's all I got.
Let me know what you think. You can reach out to me at Menu TV Reviews on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also reach out to me on um, my TV Reviews podcast without the S at gmail.com. Or you can just leave a voicemail, a voice message like Sue did. And just holler at your girl. Tell everybody about me so we can get, you know, the podcast growing. Thank you to everybody that's listening. Thank you to all of the new listeners that are coming in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. You just don't understand. <sighs> I've got a lot of good things down the pike, y'all. As some of the other shows, and I'm going to be picking up more shows. So hopefully you guys will be interested. If you have any other recommendations, let me know. I would love to, you know, venture out of my comfort zone and try to see if I can find some more interest in other shows that other people are watching. Just let me know. All right, that's all I got for you guys. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. I hope you guys enjoy your weekend because it's Friday. And I will talk to you guys soon. So until we meet over the airwaves again, I am Mo, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.